0: Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus, that indeed will give us true spiritual burdens. Amen. He will take away the fleshly carnal burdens that we have, the burdens that we have for our own self-promotion, the burdens that we have for our own self-increase, the burdens that we have, you know, for things that pertain to us and us alone. My God, I pray that you would exchange it with a, with a burden for me. You will exchange it with a burden for your truth. You will exchange it with a burden for your grace, Father. Because I know that in the realm of the spirit, men are marked by burdens, men are marked by what they carry, men are marked by what um what what is heavy on their heart, what they give their lives to. So my God, I ask that in the name of Jesus, you will teach us how to give our lives to the things of the spirit. You will teach us, oh God, how to muted. Lord, that you would exchange the burden, O God, for the burden of the Spirit. You would exchange the burden, O God, for the burden of truth. You would exchange, exchange it for the burden of the kingdom. In Amen. the name of our Lord Jesus, that you would burdens, O God. Oh, masubre inketila barakosetevalatila Rambroko sota likapato in the name of jesus amen in the name of jesus you know, amen um the thing about burdens is that in the realm of the spirit men are marked by burdens men are marked what what we see as a definition of burden in the physical it's not necessarily the definition of burden in the spirit in the physical you see a burden as A weight or you see a burden as something that is limiting you, something that is constraining you. But in the realm of the spirit, a burden is something that empowers you. It is something that um, strengthens you. It is something that propels you. It is something that gives you access. You know, the Bible says that God was saying to Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, I have called you to be a prophet. Even before you were formed in the womb of your mother, I separated you, I sanctified you, and I gave you a burden to be a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah, you will tear down because of this burden I have placed upon you, because of this thing that your heart cannot move away from. Whether you liked it or not, whether you tried or not, you will be a prophet to the nations you will have a heart that is constantly seeking after um, getting the people in line and aligned with God he says because of this that I have placed inside of you you will tear down you will root down you would um, uproot you will plant you know you will do all of these things for me in the nations of the world so Jeremiah when people see you doing what you are doing they may think to themselves you know What is it about this guy? How is it that he's able to walk effortlessly in this grace? How is it that the things that me, I will pray for, for 100 days of fasting, so that I can get it, so that I can have it, and at least me should be able to tear down and pull down. Yes, the reason why you have to fast for 100 days to get it, and Jeremiah is able to walk in it um, with ease, is because it is the burden of the Lord that has been given to him. The burden of the Lord. And the burden of the Lord, Jesus says, I place upon you my yoke, is easy and my burden is light so the yoke of jesus is not necessarily the way we see yoke the yoke of jesus is what connects you to jesus because the yoke on the the oxen is basically Um, What enables the oxen to walk and to till the ground is what is placed over the oxen. And the oxen begins to till. So every time the Lord speaks about yoke, Mm -hmm. it speaks about what connects you to Him in the tilling of the ground of the kingdom. So it is Mm -hmm. your yoke that makes you a partner with the Lord. And you begin to, you know, He he begins to take the yoke with you and carry the yoke with you. So that is Mm -hmm. the mark of your partnership. That is the sign of your partnership. You know, Mm -hmm. it takes a burden to be able to access the resources of heaven. It takes a burden to be able to walk in certain dimensions with Jesus. It takes a burden to be able to access certain knowledge realms, you know, in the the kingdom or in the realm of the spirit because your burden needs resources to survive. Your burden needs resources to do what it is burdened about. Your burden needs access. It is a burden that determines where you enter into easily, when you enter into prayer because the Bible says, set your hearts, set your treasures in heaven, you know, uh, for where a man's treasure is, that where the man's heart will be you so your body usually is is where your treasure is Is what your treasure is so that the moment you go into the place of prayer if your body is you know for the people as soon as you start to pray god is able to open up to you places in the heavens that pertain to the liberation of the people that pertain to the deliverance of the people why because that is your body so your body creates channels for you in the realm of the spirit channels of access channels of watering channels of grace your body creates parts for you in the realm of the spirit parts of asc- ascension you know parts by upon which you can journey paths upon which you can carry other people your burden does this for you for you, your body does this for you. So it is your body that also determines you know the kind of intervention that you are able to have in the physical realm that you're able to pull from the spiritual resources and intervene with the physical realm. Moses had a burden, and it was a burden for the liberation of the people because of the burden of the Lord that was upon Moses. Moses was able to interact with the heavens, to be able to perform miracles, to be able to perform signs and wonders and part the Red Sea, and, and because of of the burden of the Lord upon Moses. Moses was able to do things like cause water to come out of the rock. Moses was able to um turn, you know, the bitter waters of Mara into the sweet waters to drink. The problem with our generation is that many people do not have burdens. People have burdens for themselves. People have burdens for their future, but they do not have spiritual burdens. They do not have the burdens that a leader and a builder should have. You are marked by your burden. You are marked by your burden. You can never build for God beyond the burden that you carry, you can never excel and excel beyond the burdens that you have. You know the honor that you have in the realm of the spirit is determined by the burden that you carry. So the question is, what is your burden? What is your burden? It is burdens that lead people to make sacrifices. And the Bible began to says, God gather unto me the remnants, gather unto me the people who have been marked by reason of their by who have a covenant with me by reason of sacrifice. There are certain covenants that you have with god and it is a covenant that is marked by your sacrifice it's not necessarily just the sacrifice of jesus the sacrifice that you make so many people have not entered into the realm where it is not just you that is making a god that is making a covenant with you but you are making a covenant with god i remember once i was reading a scripture that scripture that says nothing can separate me from the love of god and i think i was about uh 20 years or 21 years when i read that scripture you know and i remember i started praying and saying oh god i thank you because Because nothing can separate me from your love. Nothing can stop you from loving me. Nothing can stop you from, um, you know... For, for being with me and all of that but I remember at some point I stopped and I said nothing can separate me from the love of God but God I also want you to know that nothing can separate you from the love that he has for you you know I said God it's not just about the things that you do for me I want to also tell you that irrespective of what happens I will love you I know that it is still you that will give me the power to keep this desire you know to be with you or to love you but God I need you to know that on my own side of this relationship, you know, you can know that when you need to rest your head somewhere, I am here for you. When you need to get a drink of refreshing, I am here for you. When you need a table to dine with somebody, I am here for you, God. You know, and at that point, I could feel a shift in my relationship with the Lord. I could feel a shift in the way that I saw God and in the way that I saw Jesus. And it opened unto me a door of intimacy with the Father. It changed the way that I communicated with Him. It changed the way that I interacted with Him because who am I really that I should be able to create a resting place for the God of the whole earth. Who am I really that I should become a stream of refreshing for the one who holds the waters in his hand? But at the end of the day, this is why I am his child. This is why I am his son. The kind of service that the servants cannot offer to him, I can offer to him. The kind of satisfaction that the servants cannot offer to him, I can offer to him. You see, you are marked by your body. Your body determines the honor that you have in the realm of the spirit. So this morning, let's take that prayer point again and say, God, let me be marked by him by the right burden. Father, I place the burden of the kingdom on my heart. Yes. My God, place the burden of the, of the kingdom in my spirit. Father, when I arise to pray, let my heart be saturated with the burden that you are burdened by. My God, remove from me every kind of mediocre burdens, every kind of distraction burdens, every burdens that hell releases, that makes a man small in his thinking, that makes a man small in his journey. Father, take it away from me in the name of Jesus. Keep Keep la Keep sopra e
1: I'm a little
0: Men are marked by burdens, men are marked by burdens, men are marked by burdens. You are marked by what you carry. You are marked by what you carry. You know, um, yesterday, when we began this journey, so there are two things that are resonating in my spirit, and I'm sure that the Lord will help me um, to bounce between the two. and will help us to move um, between the two this morning as we pray. First thing is where where we started yesterday. Thank you. Where we started yesterday. We started talking about um, Isaiah 11, the seven spirits of God. And when I'm ending today, I will end in the last spirit that we didn't finish yesterday. Um, But there was something, there was a place that I took us to, it was Hebrews 11, because we're talking about... um, You know, he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes or by the hearing of his ears, you know, but by in righteousness he shall, you know, judge and with equity and all of that. So and I began to say, okay, what is righteousness? Because if righteousness is the is the parallel of ears and, 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 and eyes, our physical ears, our physical eyes, what they do for us in the physical, it is the, it, that's what righteousness does for us in the realm of the spirit. So I began to say that, you know, this means that righteousness um, is a spiritual, you know, uh, it, it's almost like the opposite of ears and eyes. Um, and righteousness is not just a state that you are in, righteousness is also a place that you are in. Righteousness is also a way that you see, a way that you evaluate, a way that you um, imagine, a way that you know you see things. Is 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 also a place from which you operate, you know. And I began to say, people do not understand what it means to walk in righteousness, what it means to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is not just of um, a, a thing that assures you that oh, you are not going to go to hell, but righteousness. Literally, um, it, it is almost like a spiritual training that empowers you, you know, to be able to articulate the mind of God, to be able to see the mind of God. And at this point, I was, you know, I, I think I veered a little into Hebrews eleven. But today, you know, just looking at Hebrews eleven, so two things that are on my mind is Hebrews eleven, yes. the concept of faith, and also, when I woke up this morning, I heard the Lord saying, um, you know, being a being a builder you know, begins with a mindset. And I was like, okay, Lord, what are you talking about? And he said, being a builder is is not just what you do, but the mindset that you have. And it's not just the mindset you have in the moment where you lay your hands to the plow. It is a mindset that you have at every point in time for the moment when you rise to the time that you go to bed. It is the way that you see things. It is the way that you see people. It is the way that you see situation. Being a builder um, determines, you know, um, how you evaluate. He said what other people will walk past and call it nothing. A builder will walk past it and see it and call it resource. You know, he said, it's a mindset that you have. Tell the people to have the mindset of builders. Tell my people to have the mindset of builders. He says, because there are so many resources that I have given to many of them that they are wasting. And there are so many opportunities that I have presented before them that they are not maximizing. He says, tell them to embrace the mindset of a builder. So this morning, there are two things that are on my mind. Um, 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 faith and building, faith and building. And of course we are drawing all of that from the seven spirits of God. I remember I began to say to you yesterday that the seven spirit of God is different from the gift of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit. The gift of the spirit shows the character of Christ you know, that is in us. The the fruit of the spirit shows the character of Christ in us. The gift shows the power, but you see the seven spirit of God shows the administration or the strength of God's administration through us. And I was saying that those ones are for the church, but the, the seven spirits is for the world, our interaction with the world. You know, and I began to say, without the operation and the activation of the seven spirits of God, it is you, you will not be able to make possible the very things that God has commanded us in terms of our interaction and our engagement engagement. engagement with the world. You need an activation of the seven spirits of God to be able to engage this world accurately and to produce out of it what the Lord wants from it. And I began to give examples. Examples of people who have worked in the activation of the seven spirits. For example, Moses and and, and and Noah and Noah's ability to be able to you know get all the animals into the ark. That is the spirit of the Lord. You know that was upon him. It is it is such a strong spirit. It's the spirit of Adonai. It's the spirit of the Maker. It's the spirit of the Owner. You know. So when you are operating in the spirit of um, of, of, of 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 the spirit of the Lord, you are operating in the spirit of Adonai, who is the owner of the earth, so you are able to command certain things, like Joshua, command the sun, command the moon, you know, you are able to speak to water, talk to rock, and the things that pertain to nature and creation, they answer to you because you are operating in the spirit of Adonai, you are operating in the spirit of the maker. You know, I began to touch on the different other spirits that exist, and I said, listen, if you are going to be able to engage the world successfully, I'm not talking about the church, I'm not saying if you are going to be a fantastic missionary, I'm saying if you're going to be able to engage the systems of the world, if you're going to be able to build structures, you know, in the world, you must have that strong spirit of Adonai operating in you and the other, you know, seven spirits of God, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, fear of the Lord, and all of those things, you know, so these things are resonating in my spirit, and so when you go to Hebrews 11, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. It says, um, for by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made by the things which are visible. It says now faith is, now faith is, and as I began to read the scripture, I I began to say to myself, God, so faith is my present, continuous reality. It is not just something I did yesterday. It is not something I am hoping for in tomorrow, but it is my present reality. Faith is, faith is. And, you know, as I began to read this verse of scripture, the Lord began to say to me, He began to say to me that you see, you must have a consistent reality of, you know, who I am, where I dwell, and the things that are possible in me. He said, it is a place that you must consistently bring yourself into. He says, sometimes people open the realm of faith like maybe when they come on this prayer call, you are activated, you are joined, I'm um, drawn into the realm of faith. He says. But the next day, when they walk in the day, you know, or they begin to hear ungodly conversations, you begin to, you know, engage with all kinds of things in your world, and you are pulled out of that realm of faith. He says. But now faith is. Now faith is. He says. So for a person to be able to walk in faith, you must be able to walk in stewardship. You must be able to walk in intentionality, because now faith. Is it is the in the moment so just because you were in the realm of faith three hours ago doesn't mean you cannot be pulled out of it because Eve was in the realm of faith where she was walking and seeing through the glory of God and in a moment of wrong conversation Eve was pulled out of it and that is why you can have moments in the day where you you know you feel the grace and glory of God and the next thing you begin to feel like what well, what is going on you know the next you're getting agitated you're getting angry emotions are you know coming up inside of you that you're like where is this coming from all of a sudden it is because now faith Faith is not two minutes ago. Faith is not um, um, 10 hours ago. Faith is. And because it is, because it is present, because it is continuous, it requires a sense of intentionality to be able to build the walls of faith around you, to be able to steward the encounters of faith, to be able to steward the resources that come by faith, because now faith is. So I want us to pray and say, God, give me the kind of intentionality that enables me to preserve of the faith that is inside of me that enables me to walk in the strength of faith that enables me to engage with faith consistently on a daily momentary basis. My God, I ask that you would open my eyes and you will cause me to see the things that want to pull me away from faith that want to pull me away from the engagement of faith. I, I, can we pray? Can we unmute our mics? That want to pull me away from the engagement of faith. So that, oh God, I will be able to hold on to the faith, so faith consistently. Lord, I pray that, <laughs> he that, he make be I that make you make eyes
1: sharp. my God. You God, God that I think we make eyes sharp, so that I will, will always. I E my top 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 I can
0: In in Jesus' name, you know, no wonder the Bible says, Contend earnestly for the faith, because faith is something you contend for. Faith is something you fight to keep, it is something you fight to retain. It is something you fight to hold. But the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So in order for you to um, not only have faith, but for you to increase in faith, you do it in the place of the knowledge of the word. You do it in the place of receiving the word. You do it in the place where you are constantly being bombarded by the word of God. And you know, when I talk about the word, yes, the foundational appearance and occurrence of the word is through scriptures. The Bible Bible we know this book that we hold but there is also the word that God is speaking there is also the conversations that God is having with you there is the communication that God is pushing and streaming down the channel of your spirit if you will be a person that has faith that contends for faith that is able to keep faith you must be a person that is consistently hearing with God fearing from God so the question is what are the conversations you are having what are the conversations you are having what is the lord saying to you what is being put in your spirit all of these things determine if you will be a man of faith or not you know the lord began to speak to me about the encounter we had the other day and i was telling um the leaders of people of influence yesterday, and i was saying but god began to rebuke me and was saying to me hey you see, yes what has happened is ha- has happened but when it comes to the realm of the spirit and engaging with spiritual things and coming into power, there is nothing like what will be, will be. What will be is by your intentionality, the actions you take, the places you find yourself in. And so God began to say to me, "Steward, what, what helped you arrive at the point of that encounter? So I began to document and I began to write. You know what was was it about my day what was it about my mindset on that day what was it about my burden in prayer what was it about the conversations I had what were the things I said that 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 were so strong and it built up in the realm of the spirit that it caused a manifestation to happen what were these things what was it about the location that I found myself in because if I am going to be able um to have these encounters I must be able to see what the very things that brought me into them. you know so the Lord says yes you are used to experiencing me you are used to having encounters but it is about time that you step back and you begin to steward the very things that bring you into these encounters i say this to you because if faith is um you must be able to intentionally t- intentionally plan you know the things that bring you into faith he says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not saying he said for by it the elders obtained a good report and when i was reading that verse the word obtained came to me and the lord said to me he said you see you don't just get a good report mm-hmm. you don't just arrive at a good report you obtain it you collect it he said every single thing that you are or should be is already locked into the the womb of creation he said it is they that are able to violently take it by force it is they that recognize that there is something locked into this world for me there is something locked into this season of the earth for me there is something locked into this part of eternity for me and you do you live your life on a daily basis knowing that you want to obtain a good report you want to get it you want to grasp it you want to hold it he says so this is why you contend for your faith because you need to obtain this report because the reports that you obtain on this side of eternity is what determines the level of access you will have on the other side of eternity. It's what determines the power you will have. It's what determines the way you will rule and you will walk with God. He said you must obtain it. You must obtain it. So when you are going through the day, you are saying to yourself, I will obtain a good report. He says because it is by faith that they did. This is to tell you that faith is an access. Faith is a key. Faith is a door. Faith is a thing that brings you into a place where you are able to engage with the God of heaven and where you are able to obtain things from him so this morning I want you to 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 focus and ask yourself what are the things I am doing to build up my faith you are fasting you are praying in the morning throughout the day you must pray Throughout the day, you must raise gates and and, and walls of intercession. Throughout the day, your spirit must engage with the spirit of God. You must stay in the place where you are are constantly receiving information and you are connected with the conversations that are going on in the heavens. So I pray that God will put inside of you a holy quest and a holy contention for the things that lay in the realm of the spirit. I pray that God will put inside of you the desire to obtain. I pray that you will not go through this world as someone that cannot see the end from the beginning, as someone that cannot see that there is a goal and there is a target. I pray that God will give you eyes that are far-reaching, eyes that can see in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that even as you are in this world, that something will begin to happen to you, that you will no longer be afraid of eternity. You will no longer be afraid of eternal realities. But I pray that the spirit of God will pull heaven closer to you, will pull heaven near to you. That just the same way that a man is able to be near with his bride, I pray that God will cause you to be married to the realities of heaven. I pray that God will cause you to be one with heaven so that as you live in this world you are able to to live by the principles of the kingdom to come so that in the day that your spirit leaves this body you are not going to be a stranger to the reality that you encounter on the other side but you would have already begun to engage it while you are in the flesh you would have already begun to engage it while you are in this body I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus please unmute people's microphones I don't want to hear one voice you know I pray that in the name Lord Jesus, that something will begin to happen
1: in Spirit, so that heaven will be you heaven will be Already begin to end, to begin to end, to begin to end, in the realm of the the realm of the Karaba you. Surabaya Medan 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 about that, I didn't even buy you a caravan, Sakai, but don't have a caravan. I 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 have I have not know. I do
0: Um, this is why the Bible began to declare. This is why the Bible began to declare. You know, it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, you know, um, and all of that. You see, the thing about the realm of the spirit is that whether whether you are conscious about the fact that you are engaging with it or not, it is engaging with you and so that's why it says we wrestle not it is a present reality there is a wrestling going on He says, but this wrestling is not against flesh and blood. This wrestling is not against mortal human things. This wrestling is not against the news on CNN or whether COVID vaccine is being released or whether another stream of virus. This wrestling is not against the things that are obvious and present. This wrestling is against spiritual wickedness in high places. This wrestling is against principalities and powers that want to steal the destiny of nations, that want to steal the destiny of generations. And he says, we we wrestle. We wrestle. It is a current reality. It doesn't matter whether you are on vacation or not. It doesn't matter whether you are in Nigeria or you are in Canada or you are in the Netherlands. It doesn't matter what the economic situation of your land is or your nature or, or what the environment around you, whether or not, you know, like us in Nigeria, the light is constantly going off. The traffic is bad. People are angry everywhere in Lagos. It, does not matter what the physical reality around you is. It is a spiritual reality that matters. It says we wrestle, we wrestle, we wrestle, we wrestle. So there is a constant fight that is going on. There is a constant wrestling that is going on. And this fight has nothing to do with whether or not you are ready for the fight or whether or not you know that the fight exists. The fight is fighting. There is a constant engagement that is happening. There is constant strategy. That strategizing that is happening in the kingdom of darkness against you. There is constant strategizing that is happening by the hordes of hell. They are constantly pushing against your gate, whether you have a security guard or not. They are constantly pushing against your gate, pushing the boundaries of God, pushing the lines of protection around you, whether or not you are aware of it. So irrespective of the physical peace that you experience, irrespective of how easy life is, the amount of money you have or the wealth that you have, It doesn't matter. Hell is constantly fighting you. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence. It suffers violence. The the burden of the kingdom is the burden of the war and the the violence and the attacks that are on it. So there is a constant engagement that is happening. And my prayer for you is that God opens your eyes to see it. My prayer for you is that God opens your eyes to see it. The enemy does not wrestle with you based on what is obviously coming out of your life in a moment in time. The enemy wrestles with you based on what he has been ordered to observe is going to come out of your life in a season and in seasons to come. So the amount of attacks that happen to you in particular areas of your life is commensurate with the future that the enemy has been able to project concerning you. No wonder in that town where Jesus was born, in, in Little Bethlehem, the Bible began to speak about how, you know, they, they, at a point when the, um, the king of that time, you know, the, the Herod, also heard that, oh, the wise man said, you know, a king has been born. And he's like, go well, and find the king and come back and tell me. When he realized he had been tricked, he's like, you know what? I cannot spot the exact person. I'm just going to kill everybody. I'm going to kill every baby that is two years and below. You know, and of course, this is because when he spoke with, 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 with the wise men, oh, when did you see the star? When did you begin your journey? So he just projected and said, okay, they began the journey like two years ago. So up to now, so every child that is born within that period of time, kill them. So when you looked at that land, or you looked at that nation at that time, and you see babies being killed, for people who are canal, you will sit back and say, ah, Africa is going through so much, oh hey, we don't even know, you know, God will help them, let them have drink good drinking water, let them have this one, no, listen to me. The reason for the genocide is because of the destiny that the land carried. It is because they had observed and they had seen that a king is born in this land. So you see, the kingdom of darkness is constantly engaging you. The people that were there when Jesus was born, they did not know that a king had been born. The inn that they went to and said, please give us a room, that they said, sorry, we don't have a room for you here. They did not know that who was about to be born was the Messiah. If the innkeeper had known, I'm sure he would have chased everybody out of the executive suits and said, please make way, make way, make way. This woman has to give birth here. They would have called the biggest, highest doctor. But you see, the thing about God is that God hides Himself. God hides Himself. He says it is the glory of God it's to conceal a matter, and it is the honor of kings to search it out. So part of the glory that you see in God, part of the thing that makes God weighty is that God conceals things. He, he is the best secret keeper. He is the best. To cover a matter. That is why when I get into certain situations and I'm like, oh my God, I've made a mistake. You know, and God, please, I need you to keep me, protect me, cover me, Father. I repent, Lord. I should have done this when I was supposed to do it. I should have, you know, done that, Father. The consequence of this is that this is going to follow this, is, and I just go into the Lord. I hide myself inside the rock. I will push myself and find one corner in the rock of God's belly and I just stay there guess what God is the best secret keeper God will cover you if we make a nation blind for your sake you know so um God conceals a matter he says well it is the honor of men it is the honor of us to search it out so the honor that we get is that we're able to see are able to spend time in prayer, in reading the word, to search out the things that are in the heart of God. So those people in the inn did not know who was coming. And it is the natural way that God moves. It is the natural way that God moves. Even the men in the, on the road to Emmaus, you know, they did not know why. Why does God hide? Because anything that comes out of God produces glory. Anything that comes out of God, anything you find in God produces glory. Anything you realize in God produces glory. So the Lord conceals the things that pertain to him and the things that pertains to life, the things that pertain to everything. So that when you come and you search it out, because everything you, disc- because Father God is not a human being. God is a combination of, for lack of a word, Words, codes, secrets is a sequence of intelligence. So mm-hmm. when you think about God, don't think about a man on a throne, because God is a life force in Himself, and. If- Everything that proceeds out of him, every substance, every comma, every full stop in God is a life in itself. It is a life that is vibrating. You say the way you see a woman's embryo and you look at it, it is small, it is tiny. You know, you can't view it to the physical eyes, a woman's um, egg. And even when it has been fertilized, the embryo is so small that it has to be zoomed you know, in or zoomed out. I don't know what the word is now, zoomed in for you to see it. But guess what? That in itself is a life source. That in itself has the ability to produce life, has the ability to produce a human being. Every time I look at my baby, i'm um, Judah, because I had him through an IVF process, it blows my mind. And sometimes I tell my husband, I'll say, We saw this thing, this baby this boy, we saw him as an embryo. Because when they're going to insert it into me, they showed us on the screen, here is your embryo. And you know, I said, Bobby, he was just cells cells I said, How did those cells say mutate? coming a human being that is living and telling me stop it i said my goodness god is amazing god is amazing he is complicatedly awesome you know or awesomely complicated i don't know the word you know so think about a being that can hide a human being inside of something that looks like just an egg Irrelevant, inconsequential. And if you don't engage that egg in the right season, it will wash out and it will just throw it off as though it never existed. Think about the way that God thinks and the way that God creates and the way that, you know, God um, engages human beings or engages creation. God hides things because everything that proceeds out of God is a life source so when you discover a portion of him and you discover a measure of him you have come into um, the possibility of creating a realm and an atmosphere of life everything that comes out of god produces the life of god in and around the one that discovers it so this is why god works in secrets. so because the things of god are hidden you must understand that the enemy is constantly in search of of knowledge is constantly in search of illumination but because he lies in darkness and he is darkness in himself he is not able to see he's not able to understand he's not able to evaluate but he is an old crooked serpent so satan does not joke with information if you go to to the realm of darkness i'm sure they have books they have libraries They are constantly taking down information. They are constantly observing your life. That is why the enemy, he knows the life of the patterns of the children of God, more than the children of God. Because the children of God stumble into things and they're able to say, oh, you know, this thing just happened to me. Oh, I don't know. They don't still want their moment. But the thing about the kingdom of darkness is that they study you so that they will be able to destroy you and bring you down. So the information that you take for granted, Satan doesn't take it for granted that is why the lord began to say to me is he still what how you arrived arrived at praying and the next thing light is forming embryo behind still what is because satan is not joking with it if he was not looking at prayer rain before then on that day he stopped and said wait a minute something is happening on this platform it is obvious that even though they are via zoom they can break through the heavens and they can cause the reality of elohim to come down so i need to study very carefully the pattern of their prayer and if possible go and um go and pervert it so that they are not able to have the same kind of access that they had the day before and so i say this to you because as god is calling you into the realm of faith you need to think about the engagement that are happening in the spirit realm for we wrestle for we wrestle for we wrestle you must constantly see what is going on so the wrestling that principalities, powers, rulers of darkness are having over a land space or over a person's life. It tells you the value of what is there. So he called for... A wide scale killing of all the babies. Why? Because a king had been born. The same way in Egypt, in the time when Moses was to be born, the one that we eventually delivered the children of Israel from bondage. The time that he was born, the year that he was born, that became the time. that they started looking and saying, wait a minute, these children of Israel, there are too many. They are reproducing at such a great speed, let us kill them off. Why was it at that time? Because I am sure the sorcerers and the astrologers, they had looked into the heavens and they're like, "Eh, eh, we see the star of a king or a deliverer that is about to be born out of the camp of the Israelites. These people must remain our slaves. So in order for us to stop it, we cannot identify who it is. Because what we do is that what they do is that they read signs, they read symbols, they try to understand what's going on and then they make a decision. They don't even mind clearing out an entire lineage just to ensure that a deliverer is not born. They don't mind clearing out an entire lineage just to make sure that a savior does not come out of that family line. So you begin to hear that in that family, they don't last. You begin to hear that in that family, every boy that they give birth to dies. You begin to hear that in that family, once they clock 40, you know they begin to come to certain health challenges and they don't live long you need to understand that the realm of the spirit they are markers they are things that mark and point what is going on because things are hidden but you must uncover them you must uncover them so the bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of the things not seen so if faith is the evidence of the things that are not obvious that means faith in itself does the work of drilling, does the work of going in to understand the things that are not obvious so that you do not only go and discover it in God, you pull it from the realm of the intangible and you draw it into the realm of the tangible so that you go there and you search for the secret of God and you pull it out of that place and you cause it to manifest. That is why faith is a substance. Faith is a substance. So within faith, within the the tool of faith or within the Um, the the, the place of faith and the realm of faith are different tools and different instruments. So because faith in itself is not just, oh, Lord, I believe, or I read it in the scripture. Faith has work. Faith has engagement. Faith has rules and regulations that guide it. There are different orders in the realm of of faith. There are orders, and I mean O-R-O-D-E-R. O-R-O-D-E-R, yes, order. There are different orders when you come into the realm of faith. One of the first order is the order of definite timing. If you're going to be able to engage faith, you must going to be able to engage seasons. The order of definite timing. Because there are certain things that are set in the realm of the spirit based on time. If you are in this world and you are a human being, you cannot go around the the authority of times and seasons. Because the Bible said that the day that God created uh, Genesis 1.14, He placed the lights in the skies and all of that. He says he placed them for times and for seasons. For times and for seasons. As long as you are in this world, you cannot go around the fulfillment of the things of God. You cannot walk around it without moving within the capsule of time you see there are some people that have broke through the barrier of time and people like Enoch the Bible says Enoch walked with God and he was not what was it that happened to somebody like Enoch Enoch because listen to what Enoch said Enoch began to testify in the time in Genesis at the time when people like Moses and Noah had not existed people like Moses had not existed Noah began to engage God. Um, Enoch began to engage God in a level that the world had never seen before. Methuselah even died. Here is Enoch, a man existing on the earth. The Bible says, and he walked with God. Why was he walking with God? Enoch began to testify. As far back as then, he says, "I see the Lord coming. I see him coming in the heavens, in the clouds, with tens and tens thousands of the saints." This guy was seeing the days of rapture. He was seeing millenniums to come. He was seeing hundreds of years to come. Um, Enoch broke through the barrier and the boundaries of time. He did not just prophesy. He was not just a prophet. Enoch entered into the reality of days to come. He entered years to come. He entered seasons to come to the point where he broke through the fabric of time and he entered into the fabric of eternity. The Bible says he walked with God and he was not. Why? Because God is not time-bound. So for Enoch to walk with God, it wasn't just that he was doing ministry with God. It was that Enoch entered into God and he entered into the reality called God. Not just in a way of, oh, he's trying to believe, but it became the substance around him. Because you see, it is the substance that you touch that determines the life that you have. Enoch was touching the substance of God to the point that it's so Enveloped him and Enoch could not be in this realm anymore. And he was, he, he disappeared literally. He was consumed by that which had consumed him. You see, and so that is why when the rapture comes. There are many people who go to church. There are many people who do Bible study. There are many people who are, in court, Christians, but they will not be taken. Why? Because the reality of eternal life has not consumed them. The reality of the age to come has not consumed them. The reality of the life to come has not consumed them. You see, so that is why when the trumpet blows, two people will be sitting, one we hear, another will not hear it. Why? Because the trumpet sound is not a sound you hear on the day that Jesus comes. It is a sound that is already resounding in your spirit. It is the sound that wakes you up in the morning and you're like, labor, scola, like caleb, and, uh, It is the sound that pulls you into prayer. It is the sound that draws you into God. It is the sound that makes you want to sit up and read your Bible. It is the sound that makes you want to, you know, go and join yourself with spiritual people. It is the sound that causes a man to leave a place and to go into another place it is the sound that separates children from fathers and you begin to say there is something there is something there is something i am searching for you see if you will be a man that is able to walk powerfully in god you must understand the engagement of the spirit the sound you will be consumed by that which consumes you what consumes your heart what consumes your spirit? What consumes your mind? What consumes your soul? I am consumed by the reality of God. I am consumed by the reality of an age to come. I am consumed by the knowledge of the throne of God. I am consumed by the host of heaven that surrounds me. I am consumed that I sit under the clouds of witnesses. I am consumed by the knowledge of the blood of Jesus. I am consumed by the fact that there is a voice that speaks over my life. It is not just the voice of my prayer. It is not just the voice of my physical father's blessings it is not just the voice of the people that are around me there is a voice that's speaking over me and it is the eternal voice of the blood of the lamb i am consumed by the fact that irrespective of where i go i have the backing of the king of glory i am consumed by it and this is why i can come into the reality of what consumes my heart what consumes you this morning what fuels your heart what fuels your mind what fuels your spirit This morning, I want you to ask the Lord, consume me. Let the reality of the kingdom of Zion, let it consume me. Let my heart be filled with the reality of this kingdom. I want you to pray, pray this morning. Let my heart be filled with the reality of Zion. Let my heart be filled with the reality of the age to come. Let my heart be filled with the reality of the days that ahead, the days of the kingdom. My God, fill my heart. Let
1: the light of eternity let it be lit inside of my soul. Let the light of eternity let it be lit inside of our heart, oh God. Let the eternal it in like him burn his up Let me burn it really Let him burn his it so I of not got Ain't a can't reach to you you got to be my heart in the am not up Oh am not going to so the reality reality of of in Jesus' of the Jesus'
0: name. You of the order of definite Amen. timing The order of definite timing. There are times. When things are released in heaven, there are times when opportunities are placed in heaven. There are times when God opens doors in the heavens. There are times for it. And you must be able to note the time. You must be able to know the season. Like in the season that we are in, there is a door that is opened in the realm of the spirit. And it is the door of ascension. Where the spirit of man can ascend in in the heights of the heavens, where you can come into new levels, where you can come into new places. I need you to understand that the fast we are fasting can never be commensurate with the opportunities that exist in the heavens for us. It is not God is not making you enter into this because he sees your suffering of not eating food. It is not your suffering that is releasing what God is bringing this season. It is only helping you to be able to enter into what God has already locked in the heavens for this season. So God is not causing encounters to stream towards you, causing dreams and visions to stream towards you simply because, oh, you are fasting, let me give her something. No, your fast is what enables you to engage what has already been given to you. It has already been set in the heavens because this is a season of time. We stand at a gate of time in the heavens and it is open. And it is not going to be open throughout 2022, no. It is open for now. It is open in this season. It is open in this time. So if any man is truly going to be a builder, if any man is truly going to walk in faith and by faith, you must understand the order of definite timing. Hello, seven so, seven call. Yeah, Hi, this is Nathan at Forty Three Creekside. Please mute your microphone. Hello? Hi, please mute your mic. Please mute your mics. Thank you so much. Please mute your mics. Thank you. So, if anyone must will be able to build, you must order. The, uh, understand the order of definite timing. Another order that I want you to understand is the order of clear leadership. So there are different orders, the order of clear leadership, the order of definite timing, the order of ideas, ideals, and creativity, and the order of definite location. The order of clear leadership is, uh, is what determines what you can engage, what you can have, where you are going, and what follows you on that journey. Please mute your microphone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, So in this season that God is calling you into because because, um, where you are, let me see if I have been muted. Okay, thank you so much. Because where you are and what you receive is usually determined by who you follow. And I'm not talking about um, church leadership as we have known it all these years. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about who is leading your life what is leading you at every point in time you need to understand how the enemy works because what is leading you determines where you are going what or who is leading you the reason why the enemy will entangle a lot of people in drama is because as long as that drama is what is leading you you will never go further than that drama in life as long as it is pain that is leading you you will never go further than that pain you will be in physically you probably will be getting promoted at work and all of that but in the realm of the soul in the realm of the spirit you will never go past that pain. So you will never be able to engage all the tools. You will never be able to engage all the resources, all the strengths, all the possibilities, all the gifts that are available to you spiritually. Because why you are entangled by that pain, and it is what is determining everything that you do. I tell people, I say, look, I don't engage with people based on how they engage with me i engage with you based on the reality that god has shown me concerning you i am who i am irrespective of who you are you know so even if you are wicked it doesn't mean that i will not become wicked because you are wicked if i do that that means you are my leader and you are not my leader christ is my leader the person that i um that i pattern my life after is not you the, person that I, the principles I pattern my life after are not your principles. I pattern my life after the principles of Christ. Because the principle that patterns my life determines the strength that comes out of my life. So that is why it is possible for me to live in the, in the midst of all kinds of things. But yet I am not moved. I am not corrupted. I am not shifted by it. I am who I am because God is who he is. Not, I do not change. Uh, I do not mutate. Because of the people around me, I stay focused on how God is moving. The movement of God determines the movement of my life. So it is possible for you to help me. And I can still love you. And I can still pray for you. And I can still bless you. And I can be the one to even pull you into reconciliation with God. I can be the one to do that. You know why? Because... I am who I am, irrespective of what you do. And my responsibility and calling towards you is based on what God has told me, my responsibility towards you, not what you do. I am not released of the burden of your life and the burden of engaging with you simply because of the pain you have caused me. I am relieved of it the day that God releases me from it. That is how I work. So because you, you need to ask yourself, what is leading me in this season? because you will never go further than what is leading you. Do not be led by bitterness. Do not be led by fear. Fear has nothing good to offer you. Fear has nothing good to offer you. As a matter of fact, you must be very careful about the current culture of the world that validates fear, that has not created a culture of seeming blessedness around fear. So it is almost as though, you know, everybody's like, you know, I have a phobia for, I have a, everybody has one thing now that is, it's almost like it has become fashionable to be fearful. Be very careful of that culture because the moment a thing goes from the realm of the spirit and that enters the realm of manifestation, know that it has made a giant leap for the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. By the time it now moves from the realm of manifestation into being accepted by people and enters into culture. Just know that it is about to keep generations to compound. So, this is something that we should be fighting, we should have fought and kept at bay for a while for and leave it in spiritual realm. Let them just say, Oh, people are oppressed by certain spirits. And when you hear it, let it be shocking to us. But the fact that it has left the realm of oppression and has not entered the realm of culture, know that what it is coming for is generations. So, you want to be careful about what is leading you in every season. Because even if you die, you cannot change the God of leadership simply because you have died. Because everything that you make a covenant with, you are covenanting the next generation to it. As long as you are the mother, and as long as you are the father, and as long as the next generation has not risen to the point of realization, so that they begin to break the chains and to cut loose themselves from everything that you agreed to engage with, they will be slaves onto the same thing. So what you say to yourself, oh, I am just hype, I, I put this one, I'm just this one, it is automatically, you are covenanting your seat to it. How is it that people can say, oh, this person has depression? There are children who have depression. This person is bipolar. Their child has bipolar. How are things transferred in family lines? How are intangible things transferred? This is what I am trying to teach you. So, your deliverance and your liberation is the deliverance and liberation of generations to come and nations and and people, and continents, and even races. Your liberation is the liberation of even a whole race in itself. Be careful about what is leading you. Constantly ask yourself, what is driving my decision in this season? Is it the position of God? Is it the leadership of God? Is it the wave of the spirit? Or am I being led by selfish ambition? Well, I might be led by my need to prove that, you know what? I am still existing. I am still doing it right. I am still making it in this world. What drives me? What is leading me? Because the direction in which it is going is where I will go. Anything that has come out of hell will only end up in hell. It can never end up in heaven. It can never end up in the kingdom of God. So as long as you are following that demonic spirit and that demonic engine of Satan, you would only end up where he's going to end up. I can assure you that. So you must consider... What am I being led by? The Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Because what leads you determines whose child you are. The Bible says um, that um, you, you, you become a servant to him that you yield yourself to obey. There are many people that have received salvation, but they have become servants to death, servants to fear, servants to pain because they are constantly obeying the call of Satan. They are obeying the call to fear. They are obeying the Call to shame. They are being the call to revenge. They are being. The call to anger, and you are a servant to him that you yield yourself to obey. You yield. It calls it yield. You allow yourself be drawn into it. You yield. You give yourself to it. So this morning, I want you to pray and say, "I am. I do not yield to darkness. I do not yield to the kingdom of darkness. I do not yield to demonic um spirits and demonic principles. My eyes are clear. I see things for what they are. My leadership is Christ. My leadership is God." I follow him and it is only the kingdom of of heaven that takes me by the hand and leads me into the places of light and glory. I am led by the spirit of God. I am led by the truth of God. I am led I by the grace by of, God. The God. of God. I, Host- I decree and I declare that I... in the name of Jesus, I my spirit, I spirit, spirit is led by led God. God. My children are led by God. Generations to come are led, led by the things of heaven because I
1: am led by the spirit. I am a son of God. I am a son of the I decree that every other thing that has led me into Break the I to by, to. My the 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 of the by the enemy. By I the is that I I am less I am less than I am less than I I am less I the less I am less than I I I am I am I am I am I am, I am led the I am led by the of uh, the children th- of the children of the 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 it is the leadership of the leadership It is, leadership it is leadership the leadership of Jesus. To the Lord. I Let- God over my life. Partnership... Of I my life. I I I I Person person. Really that. And so, Amen. Lord, we
0: decree and we declare that in the name of Jesus, that there is a change of God over our lives in every area, in every corner, in every part of our beings, yes. whether it be in the physical realm, whether it be in the spiritual realm, whether it be in the soul realm, we decree and we declare that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are led by God and God alone. We declare that our hearts are extra sensitive to the beacon of the Spirit. We respond to the Holy Ghost. We respond to the leaders of God in every area of life, Oh God. We decree and we declare that we know how to detach ourselves from the oppression of darkness we know how to detach ourselves from the thing that satan wants to ensnare us with in the name of jesus so that we are detached into the reality of christ and so even though we dwell on the we are not of this world. We decree yes. and we declare that our spirits, our souls, and our bodies are under the protective custody of Zion. Yes. We decree yes. and we declare that what surrounds us is God. Even though in the physical, we may be surrounded by the reality of the nations where we dwell. But we declare that in the realm of the spirit, we have a different reality. And yes. it is the reality of Zion. Yes we are led by the spirit we are led by the spirit we are led by the spirit we are led into the fullness of God we are led into the glory of God we are led into the power of God in the name of Amen. Jesus Amen. you are not led by the economic situations of your nation you are not led by that wicked boss in your office the decisions you make are not determined by the way the systems are treating you you are who you are by the mercies of god when i say that i'm not talking about some kind of false humility oh i am who i am by the oh no i am telling you that you are who you are by the mercy of god because the mercy of god it was enables a man To be in the flesh, but yet the man is able to key into the reality of the spirit. Mercy opens doors for you. Mercy positions you in places in the heavenlies that your flesh should not be able to allow you get to. So you are who you are by the arm of mercy. You are who you are by the influx of mercy, by the strength of mercy. The mercy of God is what makes it possible for the human to engage with the divine. And look God eyeball to eyeball. It is mercy. Mercy that ushers you into his presence. It is mercy that makes a way for you to journey from the realm of flesh that surrounds you into the realm of the spirit. You are who you are by mercy. You are not who you are by your boss. You are not who you are by the people who fail you or the people who, 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 who disappoint you. You are who you are by mercy. Mercy keeps you. Mercy establishes you. Mercy strengthens you. Mercy grooms you. Mercy makes you strong. Mercy works with you. You are who you are by the mercy of God. And this morning, I pray that God will give you the grace to see it. I pray that God will give you the grace to see the strength that you have, Mm. the strength that you have, the strength that you have, Mm. so that you will be led only by the things of the spirit of God, not by the things of the world. And so this morning, I break the chain of you. I break Mm. the chain of that woman. I Mm. break the chain of that man who Mm. has gone through a season of abuse. And from that day, you were led by the abuse. The abuse became the very thing that propelled you. The abuse became the very thing that, that it, it redefined and it's recrafted your identity. So every time you think of yourself now, you think of yourself from the lessons of being a survival. So everything that you are doing, you are doing to prove that the abuse does not have a hold on you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break that chain. I
1: no. send the
0: fire of the Holy Ghost to consume that chain. Mm -hmm. I declare that you are broken off the reality of the pain of your past. You Mm -hmm. are broken off the reality of the disappointment of your past. You Mm -hmm. are liberated Mm -hmm. to dream, to see, and to engage God on the Mm -hmm. level of now. So Mm -hmm. that you will have the true substance of faith. So that you will have the true reality of faith by which you can grow and you can build for Zion. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are broken Mm -hmm. off that chain. You are Mm -hmm. broken (laughs) off that chain. And you see, it's the same way that you say to they say that some people who are homosexuals, it is because that was what they were introduced to as children. And some of them were raped and some of them were abused. And so when they grew up, it was the reality they knew because it is what engaged them. And they began to it engaged them, but now they are engaged in it because it created a chain of connection in their soul and in their spirit. Even though it was an experience that broke them at the time, it became came an experience that began to drive them and began to drive their mentality because nobody helped them heal from the pain. Nobody helped them heal from the struggle. Nobody helped them heal from the... (laughs) that was planted inside of them. So whether they were conscious of it or not, it began to lead them in the area of sexuality. This morning, in the name of Jesus, you do not have to pay the price for the rest of your life based on something that happened to you. By the blood of Jesus and the fire of the Holy Spirit, I decree and I declare that the chain
1: is broken. Broken, that Jesus the chain name. is broken. My God, in send the fire name. from heaven Thank and you, consume every chain. Consume in the Jesus chain name. of the
0: captivity of hell. Amen. Consume Amen. it in the name Mother of Jesus. Shattah that of which makes God. it I want to lock up giants in small corners in hell. Thank Locking you, up giants Amen. and keeping them enslaved to the Amen. pain and the reality of the past. My God, Amen. I say that the days start dawn in the hearts of your people. Amen. Let Amen. the light Amen. of God
1: break through into their in souls. Let them realize that they are no where they used to be. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I sever it. I I sever it. I call for deliverance and I call for liberation yes. and I challenge that demonic spirit Amen. Amen. Mess, I say ди- loose Regel- them and let them say loose them and let them go Jesus name Jesus name Jesus 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 i la not che ha card the I can get out of because it is gone, it, it, it is born, it is born. In the name of Jesus for your In the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: I see people whose minds were raped by Satan. Hmm? He came and he consistently. Raped your mind consistently, took the virtue out of your mind, took the confidence out of your mind, he took the strength out of your mind. You. And so, I see the minds of people in the realm of the spirit in the physical, they are well dressed, in the physical, they look good. They don't people don't know the struggle of the mind that you've been having because Satan plundered your mind, every reality that you knew and you held on to. You came into a season where he plundered it. Listen to me. Our God is a God of restoration. Our God is a God of salvation. The Bible says he's able to save even unto the uttermost. Wherever your mind can go to, wherever your soul can go to, God's hand can reach further than there. The Bible says, even if I lay my bed in Sheol, even if I lay my bed in the pit, you are able to reach me. And so I pray for you in the name of Jesus. And I declare that the hand of God, that is a constant extension. That it extends to find you. It extends to locate you. And it extends to pull you out of that wormhole that Satan sought to throw you into. It pulls you out of there into the reality of who you are. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My God, my King, he who saved me in the day that the enemy sought to take my mind, he who liberated me and he pulled me into the mind of Christ, and he drew Amen. again the boundaries of the mind of Jesus around me. Amen. I pray Amen. that you will Amen. save your people. Amen. I pray that you will liberate your people. Amen. And I pray that once again, you will draw the boundary lines of yes, the mind Jesus. of Christ around them. Yes, the Jesus, the
1: boundary Jesus. lines of the mind of Eramasoke,
0: Christ upon us. Zabutai, Somebody's been delivered right now. Somebody's Amen. been delivered right now. Somebody's Amen. been delivered right now. That's okay. That's okay. Stand up. So wekeleke sukaba. God is showing somebody the root of it. The root okay. of it. You are not seeing it again from the eyes of other people. But you begin to see all the seeds that Satan planted. It is like dynamite that he placed in different parts of your life. So that when he clicks, different areas will begin to explode and he can bring you down. God is showing you. God is showing you. And the angels of God are working with you. They are removing the landmines. They are removing the landmines that Satan has planted in your life. The explosives that he planted so that you can self-sabotage today, the angels of God begin to do a work in your spirit, and they are removing those landmines, you will not sabotage the good that God is bringing. You will not sabotage the beautiful future that God is bringing. The next marriage that God is setting you up for, you will not sabotage it in the name of Jesus. But you are liberated to see things clearly, and your eyes are not discolored by the past in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. You must contend. You must contend. You must contend for the order of clear leadership, the leadership of Christ and Christ alone. I have to stop here. Tomorrow, maybe we'll still talk about the spirit of the fear of God. I will bring it into the order of ideas, ideals, creativity, and the order of definite location. But um, as I stop here in this order of clear leadership, I I want you to understand that the things that I pray about are the things that I have touched, the things that I have handled and the things that I have entered into. I need you to hear me that there are some things that when I discover them in myself and I discover that the root of their operation is in the root of maybe seasons before I was born. Maybe I discover that the root of their operation is a root that began maybe in generations before me that I am powerless to change. Part of the things, the way I begin to pray, it changes. When I discover that an oppression within me is something that maybe happened to me at a time in my life and broke a part of me. And because it broke a part of me, I am now powerless to fix it. You know, what I do is that I go into a prayer, understanding that the God that I serve, he is the eternal carpenter. The eternal plumber, the eternal sojourn, he's not just a sojourn that works on physical substance. He's a sojourn that works on in the realm of the seemingly intangible. And he operates, he is skilled at operating in, in, in the realm of eternity. So where time, the laws of time cease, that is where God begins. So when time does not favor my deliverance, God enables my deliverance. So when I begin to pray and I say, God, this thing that happened 15 years ago, I am just realizing I never got into it. But alas, 15 years have passed. The entire circumstances around it have changed. It is even impossible for me to go back now and try to redeem. But Baba, 15 years ago to you is now. Because you are the God who was, who is, and who is to come. Yesterday, tomorrow, and like now to you, oh God. So Father, journey me into my years ago. And enter breaking through the gates of time and go to the day of abc xyz but, but change the reality of my past change the reality of my past change the circumstances of my of that day oh god mm-hmm. so that in my today i can reap the fruit of a past that has been altered by god so when you look at my today and you think that because of the seed that satan is looking at, thinking ah. But I planted a seed 20 years ago. By now, I should be eating the harvest. When Satan goes back, he will see that the eternal one has gone into the thing he planted 20 years ago. God has changed it. And the way he planted thorns and tissues, God has planted a beautiful garden. And Satan is confused. Like, how did this even happen? It is the power of having a father that is not bound by time. You also, your realities don't have to be bound by time and so i can be going through a pain that is about to alter my thinking and i have tried i have prayed i have done anything when i arrive at the point that i realize ah hey hey the only way that i can change the reality i feel in my body is if i change the story of what happens to me so in the records of men i went through it but in heaven God can change the circumstances of the past so that in the present, it happens to me like a distant memory, but I don't feel the immediate pain of it anymore. God, these things I'm telling you are possible. They are called the healing pathways in the realm of the spirit. They are healing pathways that God can open to you. They are pathways of restoration. They are pathways of rebuilding. They are pathways of deliverance that God can release onto you. God can release it unto you, but you have to invite him in. So last year, Satan was about to corrupt the things that I built. And so I went through such extreme pain that it was about to break my reality concerning God. And at that point, the Lord met with me and the Lord said to me, you see, Are you going to hold on to this and allow it to become the new leader of your life? If it leads you, guess what? We have what we call in Nigeria ginger. Oh, you will have greed, You will have ideas. You will have innovation. Ah, come on. You'll be operating with the kind of strength that people will be like, my goodness. It's like, is it just, ah, uh, ah. Uh. You will have all of those things. Why? Because you see, every single thing in the world, things like pain, shame, fear, these things are spirits. They have They they have bodies, spiritual bodies and they have capacities and abilities because they are operating from the second heavens, the third heavens, the fourth heavens. So they have capacity and they can empower the people who give themselves to them. So God began to say to me, would you allow yourself to be empowered by this and it begins to change the reality of your future? Or would you still let me be the one that leads you? He said, if I would be the one that leads you, then you must trust me that you don't have to live with this pain and begin to modify your life to fit it. But you can trust me that I can remove from you the venom of the pain. So people may look at you and see the bite mark, but when they look inside of you, the venom is not there. It's just like the apostle. He says the snake bit him and held to his hand, but he shook it off into the fire and he continued as normal. The snake that bit him put the venom in him, but the venom was deactivated by God. God said, I can deactivate the effect of the venom inside of you. And mm-hmm. I can shake up the viper and put it in the mm-hmm. fire so that when people look at you, mm-hmm. you become a miracle worker. And the very thing that clung to your hand that they expected to kill you, it becomes the very ministry of deliverance that you bring to us. Mm-hmm god said it is possible but will you trust me as we go this morning i asked you will you trust god will you trust god will you allow god build through you build with you build in you will you trust god there is a life that is waiting for us a life of the earth a life of the timing of the earth that is waiting for us to arise as builders Mm -hmm. to become partners with god and to become partners with the host of heaven will you allow god will you trust him completely i pray that the lord will make one scripture like a thousand words in your mind amen i pray that god will open your eyes to see the different parts that lie in a single verse of scripture i pray that when he speaks once you will hear it a thousand times. Mm. I pray that the things of God will become heavy and weighty to you so that you will choose the leadership of God, so Mm. that you will choose the leadership of Jesus. Mm. I pray that God will make light and make small the things that hell has to offer so Mm. that you can make a clear decision about who you should follow in the name of our Lord Jesus and as you Mm. follow God. May signs and wonders follow you. May miracles follow you. May testimonies follow you. May power and deliverances follow you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 Um, Remember, there is a prayer. There's a prayer rally today. Mm -hmm. So we are praying throughout the day today. Don't forget. So as we hang up this call, prayer will be ongoing. So you can just keep your Zoom, Zoom open and you just keep connecting to um, so the prayer throughout the day. Stay in the atmosphere of prayer. Remember, what you are consumed by is what will eventually consume you. So allow yourself to be consumed and be filled with the Holy Ghost and be filled with, you know, the realities of heaven and then heaven will meet with you. You know, so make sure you do that. Some people have met with me and said, P.I., are you sure that this prayer rally, I'll be this, um, you know, um, prayer reign is for only two weeks it, because, in reality, prayer is meant to end tomorrow, if I'm correct. Yeah. So some people have come with a word of God for me. Some have prophesied <laughs> that it's more than two weeks. Some have prophet lied <laughs> that it's more than two weeks. I said, P.I., let us extend it. Do something. It cannot end like this. Uh, so pray. Pray today <laughs> that, you know, by tomorrow the Lord will speak a word and will mm-hmm. give me the strength to continue by God's grace what I had told Stephanie when we started is let us watch and see how the Lord leads us if the Lord leads us to three weeks at the mark of two weeks then we continue if the Lord says stop then we stop so I don't know what do people want you want us to continue Continue, or you want us to stop if you want please us to continue continue,
1: continue, continue, please. Continue, ma. Continue. Let's go. Uh, let's
0: <laughs> keep. Let's keep going. Let's let's hold this. Uh, this gate called 2022. Uh, let's take exactly. it captive. Uh, if we continue, then all of us must agree. You mm-hmm. must change the pattern of your fast, You mm-hmm. must do something that you are not doing right now. Come mm-hmm. on. You must step it up take it up a notch. If you are doing six to six, if we extend it by one week, then maybe you should do Daniel fast for the next one week. Mm -hmm. By the time we enter the mark of 14 days, Mm -hmm. change the operation. Do something that you were not doing in the past two weeks so Mm -hmm. that we know that the next seven days that we are adding to it, it is because as if there is something else that we want God to break us into. Mm -hmm. So if we agree that you also will step up, because you are asking me to step up, that's what you are asking me to do, you are asking me to add you know, to the sacrifice so you two also must add to it, let's do it together, mm-hmm. you know, and then we will be encouraging ourselves on the group when we are fainting you know, says,
1: any,
0: is anybody's eye turning him, what do you do when <laughs> you are about to die, <laughs> so mm-hmm. if we will all do it then mm-hmm. let's go, then mm-hmm. I rise up and every morning and I will pray with you I all am. right, I see some Thank people you. agreeing with me. Okay, fantastic. Yes, yes we do. All, all right, GPI. all right. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. All right, guys. So we will do it All my Nigerian bread. Please, my chef has not returned. Where you are buying smoothie, please be sending to me. I beg. <laughs> okay, guys. So we will, we will tomorrow. We we'll enter into the Daniel fast. <laughs> Break into the Daniel fast tomorrow. All right. God bless you, and I will Love see you. you bright and early tomorrow morning amen, amen. bless Bye. you
1: pastor